Landmark episode. Prime kills Starscream. The Autobots turn on Prime and kill him. Soundwave ejects a never-before-seen cassette, which is immediately sent to its death. It's wall-to-wall carnage. Except that two of those three deaths end up being ridiculous cop-outs. At least till the movie, anyway. I suppose I should start at the beginning, which honestly is already more of a concession toward coherence than the writers of this episode are willing to grant. So, you're welcome. The Decepticons discover a crevice filled with what they call Corleone crystals, which I guess give you the power of a classy mafia boss or something. Soundwave sends the aforementioned new minion into the thing to investigate, and it's immediately destroyed. Now granted, they made it clear that the thing was just a brainless drone, but I chose to ignore that and pretend that somebody like Ravage or Frenzy was just casually pushed into a suicide mission for the sake of Megatron's idle curiosity. Apparently he already suspected that the crystals would destroy any electronics they touched, so sending the little guy in there was really just so they could watch something blow up. Which is kind of an awesome thing for an evil overlord to do. The Decepticons head into yet another temporary base of operations and discuss this week's elaborate scheme. You know, I'm really starting to think that the only reason Megatron is constantly seeking new sources of energy is so he can continue building these ridiculous temporary bases. There's really no apparent need to keep moving around like this. Nor is there a need for their latest plan to be so complicated. They've built a machine that can create a duplicate of any Transformer so perfect that even Teletran 1 can't tell their fake Optimus Prime from the real one. But rather than create a huge army of Megatron clones or their own Dinobots or whatever, they create, well, a fake Optimus Prime. I said that already. Fake Prime's mission is to lead the Autobots into the crevice and a painful death, but first he needs to infiltrate their ranks and gain their confidence. So the real Prime is taken out by, you guessed it, Laserbeak, and the fake one slips in unnoticed. Then they return to base and he starts acting all suspicious, like calling Ironhide Bumblebee. Now I can completely understand not knowing every Autobot's name, but Bumblebee is a pretty distinctive guy. Personally, I might have mixed up Sideswiper Sunstreaker, or Prowlin' Blue Streak. I don't know, maybe Megatron's colorblind. I guess it really doesn't matter. So Real Prime eventually shows up, and suddenly we're in some kind of retarded French farce as we try to sort out which Prime is the real one. They set up feats of marksmanship and speed, both of which are abandoned in midstream for no very good reason. Then they decide to just let Mumblebee, oops, I mean Ironhide, run things. Okay, maybe it's easier to make that mistake than I thought. Phase, I don't know, 16 of Megatron's needlessly intricate plan is to create a fake Starscream that Prime can wipe out, thus proving that he's not fake. Which, hey, if you're a kid and you suddenly tuned in, is probably quite a thing to see. Having gained the trust of the Autobots, Fake Prime proceeds to lead his troops into the deadly crystal crevice. Or, he almost does. Suddenly Windcharger, who'd been tossed in at the end of the second act, climbs out and warns against it. Those things are deadly, apparently. Except to him. Windcharger also mentions that the Decepticons have Spike, and suggests that they rescue him, since that's what they always do. Fake Prime dismisses this idea out of hand, which totally reveals him as the imposter because Megatron is really so stupid that he can't remember to pretend to care about Spike when he's playing Optimus Prime. Idiot. So the Autobots turn on fake Prime, then rally against the Decepticons, who naturally run away. But in an act of genuine badassery that you don't even have to ignore anything to appreciate, Megatron tosses Spike out of his rapidly accelerating rocket ship. Fortunately, Powerglide transforms to plane mode and saves the day. Wait, what? It looks like those mysterious crystals aren't the only thing the writers plan on pulling out of their crevice. Suddenly we have a new Autobot character who turns into a plane when the story calls for it. Now okay, it's season two and we're getting our new wave of toys soon, but he wasn't there the whole time. He didn't appear in a single crowd shot or in the battle. I should mention that fellow 1985 toy Warpath did briefly show up in the battle, but he's also nowhere to be seen in the rest of the episode. You know, there are episodes that manage to be pretty good despite all their handicaps, and there are episodes that are just plain horrible. 
Then there are episodes like this one, which feature so many cool things handled so incredibly poorly that it just ends up being a huge towering monument to wasted potential. A prime problem indeed. And now it's time for this week's science lesson. The only reason I survived is because I transformed before I landed on a heap of carlonium crystals. Those crystals destroy all electronic parts on contact. But when you transformed, your rubber tires insulated you. Exactly. Um... Alright. Remember how fake Prime the dumbass didn't even know the difference between Ironhide and Bumblebee? Well check this out. Real Prime doesn't even know the difference between Trail Breaker and Trail Blazer, who doesn't even exist. Duh. Ironhide, Wheeljack, Trailblazer, Autobots, all of you, do not follow him!